multiple abusers. It must have been my fault. Published by Paula Kavanagh, 6th of March, 2020. I've thought about writing this for a long time, and to be honest, I'm not sure why I haven't. The abuse at the hands of my father, in many ways, made my other abusers fade into the background. I was sexually abused by my brother John, whom I haven't seen in over 30 years, and another close family relative. The first clear memory I have of John abusing me was when I was around four years old. He gave me this beautiful butterfly badge that you sew onto your clothes and told me I could keep it if I let him touch me. I had absolutely no idea what he meant and my only memory of what happened with him was me staring at this blue and pink badge when my father walked into the room and screamed at John, calling him all sorts of names. My father then battered John, leaving him black and blue. He literally kicked him up and down the stairs. I was so shocked. I stood there, not moving, terrified, waiting for him to kill me too, even though I didn't understand what was happening. I am aware that all that sounds like an appropriate reaction to finding somebody abusing your child. But what happened next was even more devastating to a four-year-old and ensured I never said a word to anyone. My father came back upstairs and told me to go into his room and sit on the bed. He lay me down and removed my pants, all the while telling me that he would make me all better. He repeated I was never to let anyone do that to me, that I was to tell him if anyone ever tried to touch me again. He kept saying that John was a little bollocks and he was lucky that he didn't kill him and if anyone ever tries to hurt me again he would kill them. Then he raped me. That's my first clear memory of my father sexually penetrating me and the physical pain is something I don't think I could ever forget. What made it worse was John went on to abuse me for many years after but I never told on him. Because I had multiple abusers, I never felt safe either in or out of the house. What was even worse was I had no reason not to believe that the abuse wasn't my fault. I was the common denominator. I grew up believing I was the one to blame, that I was sick and an evil person and I would definitely be going to hell when I died. I now understand why I found it so difficult to identify with other girls in the group therapy. I felt I couldn't say it wasn't my fault and mean it. I hadn't told about my other abusers and so I really struggled to say or to see myself as a victim. I could over time accept that maybe I was a victim of my father's but it didn't explain why I also was being abused by two others. I couldn't blame the other abusers on my father so it had to be me. I had to have allowed it to happen with John. That's hard for me to even think of as John was on the spectrum of special needs, he was not someone I think I would have been afraid of. And with that in mind, the only conclusion I could come to was I either allowed it to happen or by not telling, I allowed it to continue. Suffering abuse by multiple abusers left me even more isolated. I wanted to belong and I was desperately needing to be loved. I felt like I was a freak and I had somehow been placed in this home by mistake. I kept thinking there had to be some reason why everybody hated me. I believed that I was different than all my siblings. I blamed myself for being overly sensitive and I hated that I didn't find her slagging and making fun of me amusing. I wasn't quick-witted so I couldn't respond witty without feeling even more stupid. I waited for years for someone to come knocking on my door to tell me there was an awful mistake and that my real mother and father now want me back. Needless to say, that didn't happen. I now understand that I was easy pickings for both my brother and my relative. I was lost and starved for love. My understanding of love 
was being abused. So why would I ever have had any other experience? I was moody, angry and a sullen child who made it difficult for anyone who was a good person to get close to me. I didn't trust anyone and yet I was easily taken in by the mere idea that somebody liked me or wanted to be in my company. I never confronted John in person, but I know he did abuse many others in our neighbourhood and eventually ran to England to avoid being arrested here. I've talked John over the years and I've wondered what would have happened if I told someone. Could I have stopped him abusing others? I'll never know the answer to that. I didn't have the courage as a child to do anything other than try and survive. John entered into a treatment programme in England where he was arrested and given a choice either the treatment programme or jail. It was whilst there that I sent him a letter telling him what he had done to me and how my life had been impacted. John denied everything, said I was lying. He went on to take part in the Channel 4 documentary on paedophiles as a star pupil. With regards to my other abuser, I won't name him as his family are all aware of his past and it would serve no one to publicly name him which would only result in hurting his family who are all innocent. I confronted him in person about two years into therapy. I made a decision because he had children himself that I wanted to make sure he didn't abuse them. I asked Joyce to come with me and we called to his home when we knew he was home alone. I told him exactly what he'd done to me and how it made me feel. His response was not to deny everything but just to keep saying that he didn't remember anything. I had already been prepared by my counsellor of what could happen so I just repeated the damage he had done to my life. I threatened to bring charges if he didn't get help. He agreed to go into treatment. But to be honest, at the time, I really don't think I would have had the strength to press charges or to go through the justice system all over again. He did get help and spent a number of years in treatment and to my knowledge, he hasn't offended since. Having a number of abusers just solidified my self-loathing. It made seeing myself a victim so much harder to believe. It has taken me years to understand that every time I was abused and by whom all needed examining. The damage inflicted on my mind and body is incalculable. But with time and compassion, I have allowed memories to be explored. I understand the damage that was done to me and the behaviours and beliefs that shaped all my interactions that at the time saved my life. Today, for me, it's about letting go of what no longer serves me and living a life not filled with anger, resentment or pain. You've been listening to the Kavanagh Sisters blog posts. We hope that these blogs provide helpful information based on our personal views and experiences and encourage conversations about these topics that we cover. You can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or directly at the Kavanagh Sisters at gmail.com.